Living our everyday lives, one doesn't spend much time worrying about being involved in a collision. There are too many urgent concerns to address. And in the event the unexpected happens, won't your insurance be there to protect you? Won't your employer and auto insurance help to get you back on your feet? The real question becomes, how long will they be there for you? What kind of legislation has Congress passed on your behalf to keep consumers safe after a collision? How many insured lobbyists meet regularly with congressional members and staff with your interests and concerns in mind? How many safeguards are in place today if, for example, your benefits are denied by insurance, employer, or Social Security disability? Most of the giant conglomerates know the average policyholder does not have enough knowledge, resources, or power to take them on. And even if you do, it will be an uphill battle that they have won repeatedly. Why would a Congress you've elected to serve you prefer to serve the insurance industry instead? Wouldn't more legislation be written equally for the needs of insurance industry and policyholders? Insurance companies testify in front of Congress like a revolving door, which provides them with legislation used in court, more tax exemptions, loopholes, and subsidies, the likes any group of citizens will never see, on top of many government officials writing up legislation, or more than likely written up by the insurance industry and given to congressional representatives for their introduction. Has Congress ever asked you to testify about hardships caused by the actions of insurance companies, employers, or Social Security disability regarding keeping settlements or benefits? And if they did, would Congress really be listening? Would this be another case similar to the Anita Hill scandal which shows they indeed do what they want in spite of what is best for the people. Talking About You with Astra thanks you for listening to today's program. Are each of the previous questions now rolling around in your mind? I hope so, because awareness of these problems will only bring solutions when the unfairness of the process is recognized and we as policyholders stand up and say, it's time to change unfair practices that hurt the injured. There is no worse time to learn that the laws are set up against you than when you need them the most. Let's take a moment and share quotes regarding insurance companies and lobbyists. Quote, In the past, I've urged the Fed to lead, not follow, when negotiating international bank capital standards. I feel the same about insurance. End quote. Senator Sherrod Brown, Democrat, Ohio, Wall Street Journal. In my opinion, Senator Brown should feel the same about insurance as banking, because there isn't really a difference between them. Perhaps this is the reason congressional committees have them both together. The power in these two industries is enormous, and they know how to use it along with their political and financial resources. Some of these companies have been around in some form for over 75 years. In my opinion, they add new meaning to the term new tricks of the trade. I will always be amazed how corporate America 
turns the table on Main Street, stating that they must take action because of fraud in their industry, when in fact they are making money hand over foot, so to speak, and in my opinion it's about their greed. Far too often corporate America uses fear over its citizens to keep them conforming and not truly looking at how they are being taken advantage of through unfair contracts, low settlements unless wealthy enough to gain quality representation, or being harassed and intimidated. Main Street resources are being taken, period. Insurers don't always pay out the actual face values of their contract, but pay approximately 20% of their value, leaving their insured receiving only Social Security disability, if that. If there is a problem of fraud, it certainly is a white-collar crime of enormous magnitude. And it's with Wall Street keeping Main Street premiums adding up into the trillions of dollars. While Main Street is treated worse than a stepchild in their own home, legal contracts and government legislation written up for Wall Street, in my opinion, is decimating Main Street by offering dangling carrots of safety and protection that provides a great deal of pain and sorrow by not delivering what has been promised. It's amazing that it's taken over 20 years for Main Street to show Wall Street how upset we are about being mistreated. Wall Street and many Republican government officials have been supporting each other for generations on the insurance industry policies. This week, be sure to take a look out on hashtag Estrus Radio Show to see articles regarding Republican congressional members and insurance lobbyists' relationships. Main Street wants real representation. Let me say that again. Main Street wants real representation and has become tired with business as usual, say whatever you want to get in office, and then forget how you got there. The bottom line is we vote you in, and as they're learning in 216, we can vote you out. The second quote is as follows. So these big companies in major industries hire former congressmen, top congressional staffers, and other high-ranking government officials to be their lobbyists because these are the folks who know all the major players and ways of Washington. End quote. And this is from Autoblog Online. You know, President Obama made a joke at his last correspondence dinner saying he would be leaving soon and going back to work for Goldman Sachs. The crowd roared with laughter. At this event, this may be funny, but the harm of switching to the other side is no laughing matter when it works against the people it is supposed to protect. Everyone wants to look out for their future careers, but when it's at the expense of the lives of so many innocent people, a five-year waiting period for seeking employment with Wall Street companies after leaving a government office would do a lot to stop these crossovers and eliminate the true fraud of rigging legislation against citizens. Now let's review some of the stats on their relationship. The Center of Responsive Politics talks about there being 576 auto industry lobbyists in 2009 with 124 clients doing business at $6.2 million. And the real question is, 
What does this $60.2 million buy? We often hear that large campaign contributions mean something is wanted in return. What is being given back to the industry for $60.2 million? More importantly, how many lobbyists is there on Capitol Hill for you and I? How much money do we have to talk with? Could we be heard without large amounts of cash? This playing field is looking more unequal all the time. Here's a few additional details I'd like to add. The insurance industry as a whole is a $4.34 trillion business, and that includes health, life, property, and casualty, and that's where auto goes into. Don't believe an insurance company when they say they can't afford to pay your claim. What they mean is that they don't want or don't have to pay you. And that's the sad state of affairs. And that's why we need insured civil rights legislation. According to the Insurance Information Institute, net premiums was $1.1 trillion in 2014, and the auto insurance's portion was $502.6 billion. 6,118 insurance companies, and the payout was $15.5 billion for auto claims. And just as a side note, for 215, they're estimating that the insurance industry employs 2.5 million as an industry. Let's see here. $502.6 billion is taken in by auto insurance companies, less $15.5 billion paid out in claims. This leaves, drumroll please, $487.1 billion for auto insurance to pocket. As we can see by the difference between premiums and claims paid out of the $487.1 billion in profits, one thing is for sure. In my opinion, insurance companies and their lobbyists don't do policyholders any favors. Equal representation is what keeps a system balanced. When all the skills are on one side of the table, this is the true injustice or fraud. When an industry takes in $487.1 billion and has little regard on paying 10% value on a claim to a policyholder that is just scraping by, this is a problem. When congressional members have forgotten who they work for and why, and their role in keeping our checks and balances in laws and legislations fair. It's never been about their careers. It's about keeping us all safe and protected. Donald Trump was right when he stated this past weekend, women want to be safe and protected. He was wrong that his statement wasn't inclusive for all genders, all people. How can anyone feel safe in a corrupt system? How can you expect people to do the right things when you see them do the opposite too frequently? Is there anything wrong with insurance companies and their lobbyists working with Congress? Only when they both forget why they are in business in the first place. And this goes back to people. When they forget about Main Street, the people who helped them to get where they are now, they start to break down their own foundation, which over time will also fail them and those large profits or government careers will begin to falter. People use caution whom you elect into public office. In my opinion, they are not always working for citizens. Getting money out of elections may help bring power back into the hand of individual voters. Tipping the scales of justice back 
into balance would go a long way in rebuilding the trust of the people who, in my opinion, have been seriously betrayed. Please support insured civil rights legislation. The time for correcting this imbalance is now. The injured should not have to worry about being taken advantage of by insurance companies, employers, or Social Security Disability, whom they thought were there for their protections. Thank you for joining me, Estra, for a discussion on insurance companies and their lobbyists. I'd like to leave you with this last quote, which shows little improvement for policyholders since the inception of insurance. Quote, to gain recovery, the injured had to prove their employer was negligent in causing the injury. Many did not have the funds to wage this fight, leaving injured workers without income and somewhat destitute. Legend exists that workers injured in coal mines would be carried home and placed on their doorstops. End quote. And this came from the Insurance Professional Practice Guide to Workers' Compensation, the Insurance Journal. Thank you for listening today. Stay safe, well, and determined. Remember, the 216 Car Accident Weekly Planners are available to help stay organized all year long in case involved in a collision. Car Accident by Astra 2nd Edition and the Handbook is also available. Be sure to stop by and visit me anytime on estraseattle.com. <music>